0: He got a good voice. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. As you well know, last Sunday I preached in John 3, how a man or woman might inherit eternal life. Jesus told John, you must, or Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must have a new heart, must be a partaker of the divine nature. Paul then shares some interesting things about that salvation. First Corinthians 2:12 says, "Now we've received not the spirit of the word world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God." Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him... But we have the mind of Christ. At chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hither there you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? I still am clear that, for if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised me from the dead, I can be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 says, but whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will and shall be saved. I'm ultimately convinced that once you and I, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says if we receive the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation is something you can't work for. You have to receive. By the way, you will not be able to work also to keep it it's either yours or it's not it's either a free gift or god's a liar so understand when it comes to the word of god ephesians 1:13 says we're sealed with the holy spirit of promise for all eternity ezekiel 36:26 says i will give you a new heart with a new right desire I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your old stony heart of sin, which is that Adamic nature and sinful nature, and give you a new and obedient heart. Therefore, we can then say, according to 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, we have now been made partakers of his divine nature. You see, our new heart and our new life begun when we're born again, when we're saved. The life we now live in the fleshly bodies, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loves us and who has given himself for us. Now, there are two things pretty obvious there. First of all, not everyone's going to be saved. Now, I do believe that it's God's will that all men and women be saved. Unfortunately, Luke 16 is a cold, hard fact reality. Not all people are saved. The Bible says when the rich man died, immediately in a second he was in hell. And the Bible also says that the poor man, Lazarus, was in Abraham's bosom. So there is something specific that we have to do. And we know that that is to receive Jesus, the free gift of salvation. There's something also that's pretty obvious. Not all saved people are growing in Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You need to listen to this. Not all God's saved people are growing. That's what Paul's struggling with here. You see, I don't think any of us struggle for the point where someone comes up to us and says, you know what, I don't know Jesus, I'm lost. You go, okay, duh, okay, I got it, I'm lost. And I don't believe anybody walks up to you and says, you know what, I love Jesus with all my heart, I'm growing, I'm I'm excited, I, I wanna win people to Jesus, I wanna come to Wednesday night, <laughs> Seven o'clock discipleship. I'll guilt you there if I got to. <laughs> but the ones we struggle with is the one Paul teaches about, and we're going to look close at it. Are the carnal ones, and and uh, so what I want to share with you today has to do with salvation, as far as Paul's concerned, and classification. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk. Listen to this. I couldn't talk to you as I would mature Christians. Why? Because they weren't mature. They were manure. I mean, they were baby Christians. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to his world and as though you were infants in the Christian life. What's Paul saying? He said, well, I couldn't give you meat. I, I could barely give you milk because you weren't. Where you needed to be to receive it. What were they? According to this particular passage, they were carnal. Now, I want us to kind of, just kind of look at these three classifications. Number one, Mr. and Mrs. Natural. Natural. I didn't call him natural, Paul did. Look at verse fourteen. But the natural receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man is the man who lives as a lost, like a lost man, because he is. He may be a church member, may be a good moral person, but he's lost. She's lost. What are, what are characteristics of a natural man? Well, number one, they're bound to earthly things. What's that mean? Well, that means the word natural talks about we're go- they're being controlled and governed by their own wants and their own desires. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have a mind and we're not able to make decisions on our own. But we're not controlled and governed by our sinful flesh if... We're spiritual. We'll get there. The lost person, though, has what, we're, what Paul called in Ephesians 2 and 3, among whom also we, had, we all had our conversations in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by, listen to this, were by nature the children of wrath. You want to know what you were before you got saved? You were a child of the enemy. Your, your nature was that. Of, of, of this evil, sinful nature. It's the Adamic nature that we inherited when we were born. When it came to life, most of you had a good time, lived a good time. That doesn't mean Christians don't have a good time, but you, your good time was based on sensual desires. Rather than going to church or Bible study, you kind of enjoyed the bar scene or the wildlife. Or... You just like sensual stuff. That's what natural people like to do. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness unto him. The word receive means that he doesn't welcome them. And some of you get your feelings hurt when you go and you witness to somebody that's lost. And they say, I don't want anything like what you have to say. I, I don't want to hear this about God. Matter of fact, I watch the way you live. That'll hurt your heart. And so, don't be, don't be taken back because someone is natural and that person it, it knows how to offend you if you are a spiritual person. You see, they're not interested in any kind of spiritual the natural man doesn't welcome spiritual things in his life. Again, Paul says they're foolishness to them. And, you know, it's kind of, they don't even have an appetite for it. How many, how many of you ever been to Piccadilly? Raise your hand. Davidson's Cafeteria? Raise your hand. Well, I know you've at least sinned one time in your life. Because when we go to those places, and, and I'll tell you something. Just this is this is chasing the rabbit, but it aggravates fire in me. Do you know what they put in the front of the line at Piccadillys and and Davis' Car- uh, cafeteria? Desserts. And you got all these small kids going. I want a strawberry pie. And They hadn't even eaten anything yet. Anyway, when you get your plate, you go and and you take that and you put it there and you slide it along and you start filling it up how do you fill up that plate based on your appetite and 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 you go one plate two plate it's it's things that you like by the way are you going to put on that plate things you don't like if you do boy you're not very smart and so what we need to understand is that the things of the flesh to a natural person, tastes better to them. It tastes, they, they, they long for the melons and the meat of Egypt and, and it, because it appeals to them, but they're not attracted to the milk and the honey of Canaan. They don't want to have anything to do with that because they're natural. There was a lumberjack went into a hardware store and he cut trees down the old-fashioned way with an axe. The salesman said, I tell you what, I, I'll help you out. I, I, I'll speed that process up for you. We said, okay. So he handed him a chainsaw. He'd never seen a chainsaw before. He said, Now you taking this and you come back and tell me how good you did. He said, I guarantee you it's going to speed up the process. So he came back the next day, set it up there on the counter. He said, I can't. He said, I want to cut tree, two trees down with this chainsaw. Two trees. He said, Yeah, but it didn't work for me. So he took it back, changed the chain, oiled up all the working parts, gave it back. He said, now you take it. I guarantee you, you're going to cut more trees than you, down, that you will, than you will with an axe. I promise. He goes out, comes back next day. He says, I'm through with this thing. He said, I only cut down three trees. Three trees. He said, let me have that thing. So he took it, pulled the cord. It started, rum and the lumberjack, whoa, what was that? You see, for the natural person, what we don't understand is that the noise of the Holy Spirit, the noise of God are not going to be well received because they don't know what's going on. They don't get it. They don't understand why you say amen, hallelujah, and, and well, at least some of you do. You see, the natural man is born of the flesh, and he's never been born of the spirit. He's never been born again. He has a depraved. He enjoys all of the party life. He enjoys the cheating and the lying and the manipulating. He he enjoys all that the devil has set on the plate. Why? Because it's his nature to enjoy natural, fleshly things. You see, the Bible informs us how that God forms us, how that sin deforms us, and how that grace transforms us, and so that the Holy Spirit conforms us into the image of Jesus. That's how we leave the natural life and enter into the spiritual life. Let's look at the second person, Mr. and Mrs. Carnal. (laughs) You see... In chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal. Notice this next phrase. Even as unto babes in who? In Christ. He's referring to carnal people here, and he says they're babies in Christ. You mean to tell me that a carnal person is saved? Yep. Who told you such a lie? Paul? <laughs> He's the one who gets you in trouble. Now I know we all have this, we have this little, uh, we like to fill out our little sheet of what we like to think people look like when they say they're saved. Now I done told you the only way that anybody can ever be saved if, there's a, if they're a partaker of the divine nature. Now Paul brings up an issue. The issue has to do with Mr. and Mrs. Carnal. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal. What's the word carnal mean? It's referring to that which pertains to the flesh. Much like the natural man, sometimes they're hard to tell apart. Because the carnal man is still allowing his fleshly appetites to rule the roost. I like how Paul describes it in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, speaking to the carnal baby Christians. Seeing you're dull of hearing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You're not spiritually in tune, but if you got Jesus. You got the, you've got the divine nature. You're you're a partaker of the divine nature, but if you slip back into sin or you never grow, the Bible says you're dull of hearing. For when the time you ought to be teachers, for some reason you have the need you have the need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Why? Because you can't take it. For everyone that useth milk milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Why? Because he's a baby. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their good senses exercised to discern both what is good and what is evil. When you and I start out like we're born into the world, we're born like a baby, but we're also born again like a baby. That's just fact. And you can't change that. You're not born again and all of a sudden you got it all. You don't need nobody. I mean, I'll go to the college professors. I'll go to the college seminaries and I'll begin to teach. You don't know anything. How could you teach? Well, the Holy Spirit will teach me. Yep, there's some things you need to learn. Moses went to the school of the prophets. Paul was a very educated man. Now, you can get all the education you want, and if you miss it in the spiritual world, you're in trouble. If the Holy Spirit don't teach you godly things and you just get it from a book or a commentary or a professor, you ain't got it. It has to come from the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit. I got that, but you know what? There's some godly people, believe it or not, that teach in Bible schools. I sat under some of them. A carnal person is a baby in Christ, and he's in Jesus. He's only able to receive the spiritual milk, not meat. It even gives characteristics of the carnality. They are always in strife. They're in the middle of divisions. They are envying. In other words, they love to stir up trouble. That's a carnal person. That's not a spiritual person. Because the Bible says a spiritual person knows not to do that. In Galatians chapter 6, as a matter of fact, Paul is really plain. When he says, you that are spiritual, you that are on strong meat, you that are immature in the Lord, you be the one to restore the brother or sister that has slipped back in the faith. A newborn baby is a precious thing. <clears throat> you know, I, but years ago, the story is told of a couple way back in, uh, we we'll blame it on West Virginia, in the West Virginia mountains. <clears throat> they had no, in this particular house, no electricity. The doctor handed the would-be dad a lantern and said, now hold this so I can see what I'm doing. In a little while, baby boy was born. The dad started to set the lantern down, and the doctor said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold the light up again. I believe there's another one coming. Sure enough, in just a few minutes, they had a little baby girl that was born. No sooner than that little girl was born, and the lantern started. He said, hold hold the light up. And he said, hang on. I believe another one's coming. The dad looked and scratched his head and he said, Doc, you reckon it might be because all this light is attracting them, we're having them this way? <laughs> it don't matter how babies come. There's something exciting and precious about a newborn baby, but this carnal person is not a newborn baby. They are converts who have been in the faith and they have, this is what Paul's describing, they have not grown. I've learned this the hard way. You can have your neat life's little pattern and all written out if you want to and, and use all the things you want to use. But I'll tell you what, there's only one person that I know, in the, and, and it's the God, the Father, God, the Holy Spirit, and, and, and Jesus. He knows I'm saved. He knows that. Okay? But you can't look into my soul. Oh, I can judge you by your fruits. Well, what if I just went carnal all of a sudden? You mean to tell me I'm going to lose my salvation? Absolutely not. You, I don't care who you are in here today, if you're not feeding your mind on spiritual things, you are thinking carnality. Now, am I going to excuse you to stay in carnality? I hope not because the Bible says, and if you'll turn there if you want to, in Hebrews chapter 12, It says, verse 6, for the Lord whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son, everyone whom he received in eternal salvation. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, that there is, if you're living in the world or you're living carnal or you're living worldly and the Holy Spirit is not chastening you, the Bible says you are illegitimate. I'm saving the word. I don't call them, you know what I'm talking about, J.A.? I call them donkeys and mules because we have got kids in here. I don't want to give them the, uh, uh, it's a biblical word. I just don't give them the, they'll go out and say, you know what our preacher said? (laughs) Anyway. Carnal is described as a baby, not a newcomer. Steal a baby in Jesus. Verse 2 said, I fed you, Paul says, with milk, not with meat, because you weren't able to receive it. You weren't able to bear it. You're not able even now. Rather than spiritual steak, I can't even give you Gerber peas and spinach. Y'all know how nasty that is. I love my wife to death. She's a pretty woman and she stays with an ornery old man like me. But that woman likes baby food. She loves it. And, and I'm going, that is nasty. Don't please don't serve that on my plate. It's nasty. But little old babies eat it up. You, have you ever seen one that? you don't wipe the face off and mouth off after about 20 minutes you're feeding. It's got it all over. Some of you raised kids. You see, carnal people always want to get revenge when they've been done wrong. I think about the mother who got all over her son for fighting with his best friend and and the son said, but mom, he threw the rock at me first. And 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 I just wanted to throw it and I wanted to hit him back. She said, he said, what's wrong with that? He said, well, honey, you should have come to mama. Mama would have handled that. He said, I could throw a rock better than you, mama. I wanted to get him. You see, that's called revenge. And getting revenge and retaliation is not spiritual, that's carnal. Strife, division that 's all characteristics of of it could be a natural person, but here paul 's referring to them in verse three as spiritual babies, and how they act. The third is Mr. spiritual look at verse two, uh, chapter two, verse fifteen he speaks he, he that is spiritual, Paul said, and I brethren could not speak unto you as spiritual now carnal means that you're governed like a, like a natural man by the flesh, but a spiritual man is governed by the spirit. You say, how do you know that? Well, Galatians 5 said that if I walk in the spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? Right? He goes on in verse twenty-five of Galatians five and says, "If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit." But the opposite is true that as well. As a believer, if you don't walk in the Spirit, if you don't, if if you don't have desires to live in the Spirit, you, well, how is she going to live? I'll tell you how you're going to live. You're going to live in the flesh. This morning, I got in the flesh before I got to church. Thank God I'm eternally saved. I'd have lost it this morning. I got up and couldn't find my glasses. And, and I got these, and these are, are, feel crooked on my face. I don't know if my face is crooked or the glasses. And it irritates me. That's why I'm having them off. I, I don't keep them off. And then I let my dog out, and I was looking for something in the garage. I went out. Radha, right come here. I said, Red, right get here. Come, dog, didn't come back. I rode six times up in town until I finally had to come to church. I don't even know if I deserve a bird dog. This is about to send me off into oblivion. But you know why? I said, I got to go preach. But I really want to find that dog. I'll be honest. I ain't going to lie to you. I wanted to find that dog. But I said, I got to come up here and preach. What's the Bible say about a spiritual person? Well, first of all, they're discerning people. Look at 2.15, 1 Corinthians. He that is spiritual judges all things. Now, listen, that word judge here means able to sift through the evidence and reach proper conclusions. What's that mean? Do you see what he's doing over here? Ain't that silly? I mean, he's a believer. That's not what he's saying we should do. Or that's not the kind of judging he's talking. He's talking about you and I can kind of read through because we are spiritual people. And you know what? We're not God and we can't make people act spiritual. We can't save people. We can't do any of that kind of stuff. And the people I've saved, are already lost and died. they did. dead. If I saved them, they're in hell. You hear what I'm saying? You can't save nobody. And if you think you did, you've lost them. Because there's only one person that can save anybody. And who is that? That's Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's got to reveal that you're lost and that you need him. And look, we, we just don't have those powers. I can't look into the window of your soul. I got to tell this. My wife, oh, Lord, I hope nobody knows this person. I, 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 I don't know her name, so I can't call it. Yeah, I do. I just remembered it. <laughs> so I ain't still going to call it. Every once in a while in the blue moon, my wife gets behind, and she, we call her our mission project. She calls Miss to come and help do something in the house. (laughs) My wife mops the floors, dusts the furniture, washes the clothes. She cleans the house. And then we bring in the mission project. I said, dear... I think I'm spiritual, but I'm about to get in carnal flesh here. You're doing all the work and giving her the money. She needs it, honey. One day I walked in, and she was in there. She works two minutes and takes her blood pressure every two minutes. I said, I wanted to tell her, I don't believe you're getting in any rush. I don't think your heart's racing. I think you're all right. They say, oh, she can clean the blinds. Anyway, you having fun with this, honey? She, I probably won't have fun this afternoon. I'm going to hear Doug preach today, honey. I don't know what you're doing. But anyway, uh, I want to call her name so bad. But anyway, I won't. And she looked at me and she said, don't look in my eyes. I won't. Your cleaning ain't worth the flip either. Cindy was talking to her and said, you know what a preacher can do? He can look in your eyes. And tell what's going on in your soul. (laughs) I said, that sounds like a belly anyway. It ain't going on in your cleaning. It's got to be going on in your soul. (laughs) You see, they're discerning people, but also they're different. A spiritual person is judged of no man. That is, a spiritual person is able to understand all things that the world is never able to understand about a spiritual man. A spiritual person... Their life is spirit led rather than flesh led, flesh controlled, and they walk after the spirit rather than after the flesh. Now I'm gonna tell you something, as a spiritual person, if you don't feed yourself, if you don't get up in the morning, you feed yourself physically, but you gotta feed yourself spiritually. Man, you gotta stay, you gotta stay spiritually tuned. Colossians, Paul tells us that if our mind is gonna stay like it ought, and our head twisted on straight. We've got to control our mind. We've got to give our mind spiritual food. We've got to give it what the Word of God says. We've got to give it spiritual characteristics, and we've got to tell it, look, it doesn't need the lust of this world. But you know what? I dare say there's many of you spending more than five uh, five minutes a day feeding your spirit. And you know what you're doing? You're spiritually starving to death. What do you do when you want to lose weight? I join the Y. I get on Weight Watchers. Well, I can watch my weight. I don't need to pay for it. (laughs) I start walking. You know what you need to stop, stop doing? Eating as much as you do. Just eat what you're supposed to. Eat 1,200 calories a day. Oh, my God, I'd die. No, you lose weight. (laughs) It's the truth. My dad weighed 230 or 40 pounds. He went on a 1,200-pound, I mean, 1,200-calorie-a-day diet, and he lost down to 170 pounds. He looked like death warmed over. I said, Daddy, it's time to eat something now. Get you some taters and meat. You're looking sick. Well, we also get that way spiritually. I mean, you can get to the point where you don't care about pre and you can be saved. You don't care anything about church. Why? Because you're living mentally carnally. Now, that doesn't mean... I mean, not told you what it took me to be saved. Per- if, if you're not a divine protector of the, uh, uh, or a protector of the divine nature of Christ, of Jesus, you're lost. I don't care what you know about the Bible, you're lost. Someone has said every Christian is given four names a saint for his holiness, believer for his faith a brother for his love, and a disciple for his commitment. Warren Wiersbe said this, Every man has three names. One his father gives him, one others call him, and one he acquires himself. What? When Jesus looks at you, what does he call you? Are you one of his? Because if you're one of his, you're a natural person. You're a natural man. You're a natural woman. And what do you need to do? You need to be born again. He may look at you, though, like Paul said. I'd love to teach you. I'd love to give you meat. I'd love to just spiritually flame your core. But I can't. Where you ought to be a teacher, you haven't grown. You're a spiritual baby. There's a lot of spiritual babies. There's a lot of gray-headed babies in the church. There's a lot of high-chair babies in the church. They're carnal. You say, well, how do I know it? Because they love to stir up trouble. They love to point and criticize, judge people. That ain't our job. Better listen to me. Because these ain't my words. This is Paul's words. Love strife, love envy, turmoil, division. Man, in Jesus is unity. In Jesus is is we love one another. In Jesus, we, we have actually the ability to tolerate one another. Where are you today? In salvation classification, Paul, are you natural, carnal, or spiritual? With the heads bowed and your eyes closed. Would you stand with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, may we be concerned about our lives. May we just get just as concerned about our spiritual diet as we do our physical diet. May we get just as concerned about our spiritual health and well-being as we do our physical and our heart.